What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. It's that time of week, time to go over the latest news so you know everything heading into your draft. Unfortunately, this week is all about injuries. And so we'll start off with the whole Jonathan Taylor situation, although that one's more of an injury situation, but uh, he was not traded before the Tuesday deadline. So he is going to remain on the Colts for now. They can still trade him whenever they feel like it, but he's gonna miss the first four games of the season. Whether he is traded, whether he is not traded away, that does not matter. He will miss the first four games of the season. That is going to happen. And so there's definitely some risks where you're drafting someone knowing you're not going to get four games from them and knowing the minimum time they can return is week five. But that does not mean that Jonathan Taylor is going to return in week five. It is impossible to know what is going to happen. And so if you're drafting right now, you have to understand there's a huge range of outcomes. He could return in week five and play for the Colts. He could return in week five and play for someone else. He could return in week 10, week 12 for the Colts or for someone else. We don't know what's going to happen. Best case scenario in week like one or two, he's traded to let's just say the Dolphins because that was a team that was interested in him. I guess the Packers were interested in him too. But point being, best case scenario is he's traded in that sort of time. And so in week five, he's not joining the team right away and he can transition right into that week at 100%. That's best case scenario. But again, that's best case. Worst case is, I mean, he could not play. He could legitimately not play this season. I don't think that's going to happen because then we're kind of right back where we were last year. I think he's going to play this a few games to accrue a season. But point is, very, very risky. Right now, I have him as like a sixth or seventh round pick, basically in that like James Conner, Alvin Kamara range. Right, Alvin Kamara, we know, comes back after the three-game suspension, but also won't be as valuable as Jonathan Taylor when he returns. James Conner, a player that's like, you know, Honestly, probably undervalued this season, but going to get a lot of workload, but on like the worst team in the NFL. And so you have those concerns where you're like, we we're playing the whole season, but you're clearly not as good as Jonathan Taylor. So I think that general range makes sense, worth the risk. But if you are someone who's very risk averse, you don't want to lose your, you're not going to lose your leave taking like sixth or seventh round, but you don't want to, you know, have a pick that's just not going to play that early. Just avoid him. I don't think you're going to lose your league because you didn't draft Jonathan Taylor. But again, six, seven, that general range in a 12 team league. That's right. We're after him. Uh, JSN had wrist surgery, but he's already back practicing. It's actually kind of surprising how quickly he's been able to return. He is wearing that red non-contact jersey, so you know he can't be tackled right now. He's not 100%. They're playing right now. He wouldn't be out there playing. Like he's practicing, but you know doing things that he can still do with still an injured wrist. Uh, but he's also on the active roster, and so that was kind of a concern: was is he not going to be there? Meaning he'll miss at least the first four weeks of the season, like Jonathan Taylor is. Um, there's a chance he returns in week one, my guess, and then this is a non-medical professional just kind of reading, you know, uh, reading between the lines here, seeing practice reports, seeing what other people have said. I would guess he returns in that like week two or three range. That would just be a general guess right now. And to me, I'm still drafting him. I actually just took him in a draft earlier this morning. Um, because his ADP is down, people are avoiding him a little bit. Whenever someone has a Q next to their name, people are going to avoid him. And just think about like the range he's going in. I'm not starting week one anyways. So I don't really care. I mean, I care in the sense that I'd like him to be healthy earlier in play. But I don't care in the fact that it's not going to hurt my team. And it's not going to hurt your team either if you draft him. Because in week one, you weren't starting him anyways given his ADP. So it's fine if he misses one week. Now, it wouldn't be fine if he misses a month or more. Again, he's already back and practicing, and the team's kind of surprised how quickly he's been back. And we still have a little bit of time for week one. Again, I don't know if it's week one, but who cares really? Uh, week two, week three, if he can come back, uh, he's going to be awesome. I would be drafting him right now. Um, 
Similar story, honestly, with Traylon Burks. He's back practicing. He had the knee injury. Remember, that was a little bit more of a concern. Uh, but he's back practicing now. Um, but just another player that you know has tanked in ADP, but seems like they might not miss that much time. Um, again, very similar take because the ADP is down, and because people are always scared off of drafting a player when there's a Q next to their name. Even if they know the Q means nothing, it's just in the back of people's minds. Like, oh, there's an injury. Let's back off here. Uh, Burks is going to be back soon. You're not drafting him to be a starter in week one. I think you draft him. I think he's a good pick. Uh, Jerry Judy, not the same thing. Uh, Judy will start the season on the active roster. That is great news for him. So we were concerned before that, you know, he suffered a major hamstring injury. They could have just been like, we're being cautious. You're out the first four weeks. We'll see if you can return in week five. They opted to keep him on the active roster. That means he's eligible to return the first four weeks. Doesn't guarantee it, but eligible to play in the first four weeks. Um, Definitely going to miss some time. And as we saw with Cooper Cup, who we're going to go over later in the video, hamstrings have a very high rate of re-injury. And even for someone like Cup, who I was confident Cup had enough time to get good to go to slowly ramp up, he still suffers a re-injury. Now someone in Judy who has less time, maybe forces a ramp up a little bit, is going to be an even better chance of having a re-injury. Right now I have Cup ranked uh, right next to like George Pickens in the late sixth round of a 12-team league. But I had a draft earlier today. Remember I said I took JSN. I had a decision at the turn, uh, or I guess I was at pick 11. But I knew I was probably going to get two of three players between JSN, Addison, and Judy. I took JSN with the first pick. I had the choice between Addison and Judy at the next one, and I went with Addison. I wanted, um, you know, that upside of a player of Addison's caliber, but also the safety. I just don't know what's going to happen with Jerry Judy. I don't know if he's returning in week two or week six. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know, like, when I'm starting him, is he going to get, you know, 20 snaps into a game and have a re-injury, miss another month? Like, I just don't know. But I know Addison's good. I know he's going to have a strong role. I know he has a lot of upside, even behind uh, Justin Jefferson. And so, for me, that's the general range where Judy should be. But in a lot of drafts, he does go earlier than that. Um, But, yeah, it's a tough situation. But I'm leaning away from drafting Judy this season. Uh, Jeff Wilson will open the season on the IR. Um, There was never any real indication. Like, I've never been a Jeff Wilson fan. I don't think he's that amazing. But even I didn't think he was going to open the season on the IR. It never, like, I don't know. The injury never seemed to be major, but he's going to miss at least the first four weeks of the season. And so you look at the stock of Mostert and A-Chain, and it's like you go from one day being like, well, Jonathan Taylor seems likely to be traded there, so their value is going to go down. So now JT's not traded. Value goes up. To now, oh, also Jeff Wilson's not starting the season for the first month. Value goes even higher. And so they're kind of at their peak for value right now, which is kind of crazy that, you know, so many drafts are happening right now that their value is peaking now. Um, the agent for Jeff Wilson said the goal is to return in week five, which is positive, right? That's the first week you can return. That's the agent saying that. Uh, Mike McDaniel said, quote, I wouldn't be surprised to see Wilson return at some point this year. So... If he was expecting a week five return, I don't know that he would have worded it like that. It kind of seems like McDaniel is expecting more missed time and opening the door for him not returning. I don't know. It doesn't seem like that's a possibility. Like, if you look at what the injury is, it 
just has never seemed major. It doesn't seem like it's going to be again. I'm not a big Jeff Wilson fan. Um, I've been drafting more Mostert and A-Chain. Obviously, this hurts Wilson's value. I wouldn't be drafting Wilson if you're drafting this week. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Wilson's going to return. I don't think it's going to be a long-term injury, but again, at least the first month. Um, I think Mostert, he's going to be the clear lead back in week one. He is an elite target on RB0 builds. Like, honestly, if you want to do RB0, right, or you're forced into it, you've got uh, a pick in the, like, early or the late first round, you're forced into multiple wide receivers, you go with quarterback, and you're like, oh, no, where's running back? Listen, if you draft Moster and Jamal Williams late, you could legitimately start both of them in week one. You will probably win because both of them are set up to do extraordinarily well in week one because we're going to go over Jamal Williams in a second with the injury to Kendra Miller. And so you have both of them, start both of them. You're stacked at running back, tight end, quarterback. You're probably starting the season super hot. And then you can just slowly figure out what you're going to do at the running back position long term. Uh, but yeah, uh, Moster have ranked as a running back 40, 10th round grade, eight chain running back 42, 10th round grade. So you'd think week one, oh, they're similar. No, Mostert in week one is probably going to be a must start. Uh, a chain, I'm going to have less confidence in to start the year uh, just because. I don't know. He, he never really got a ton of, you know, first team reps in the preseason. It seemed like he was very much burning the depth chart, but now an injury is bringing him up, but they're still going to rely on most or more to start the year. Uh, but again, speaking of Jamal Williams, uh, we know Kamara suspended to start the season first three games, but now Kendra Miller has a hamstring injury after his knee injury. Like he's struggling to stay healthy, could hold him out in week one. If Miller ends up being out and if they don't sign for agent, Jamal is going to have a monster workload to start the year. And even if they do sign a free agent, who's signing, you know, days before the season starts and getting a big workload? Like Jamal Williams is going to have a monster workload in week one. You're going to have to start Jamal Williams. And again, long term, I don't love it because I think Kamara and Kendra Miller are going to have, you know, large enough roles to where Williams isn't going to have a ton of weekly value. But as I said before, like Jamal is going to be great in week one. So if you start off RB0, you got to be targeting Jamal Williams because you can start off the season really, really hot and it's valuable to pick up wins early in the year. Uh, our last bit of news is probably the most depressing and that is Cooper Cup, as alluded to before, did suffer a setback with his hamstring injury. Now listed day to day, which is great to hear. Uh, but McVay said, quote, it's just tricky. There's a difference between return to play and return to performance. We want return to performance we want to make sure that we're smart with that getting him back to feeling like the cooper cup we all know and that he's just able to play the way he's capable of whenever that is whether that's september 10th or not to me that says cooper cup will not be on the field until they are confident he is 100 that's great news because when he plays we know it's not like uh you know when like Julio Jones would return sometimes and we're like I don't know are you playing one snap or all of them when Cooper Cup's out there we're starting him he's going to be great but it feels unlikely that's going to be in week 1 we're not that far away from week 1 right now and so probably not going to be like week 7 right because it's a setback and he's day to day it's not, you know, like a new injury. Like he's still going to be ahead of where he was when he initially got it. But it doesn't sound like week one. Uh, and that's just risk. And it's the first round where he was going before. You can't take him where he was going before. You don't want to be taking players that are risky in round one. And obviously it's a massive risk coming off this injury and, you know, having the setback. Um, I have him move back into like the mid-second round. I think right after that, Adam, St. Brown, Lamb, Wilson, however you want to order that range. Right after that, and then right after some of these elite running backs, I think right at the end of, remember I talked about those top like, you know, 16, 17, 18 players, you know, being elite. 
right at the end of that range. I think you throw Cooper Cup into the in there before that drop off into like Olave, Jalen Waddle, T. Higgins, the quarterbacks, uh, Mark Andrews. You know that general range. I think Cooper Cup goes right before that because when he's back, when he's 100%, he's potentially the number one wide receiver in all of fantasy and being able to get that in the second round. Well, now we're starting to be like, okay, I've already got my first round player. Maybe I can survive without him for one or two weeks, maybe three weeks. But when he comes back, now I have two first rounders. If I can pull off wins early in the season, that's going to benefit me long term and help me win a championship. So I think mid second round makes sense for him, but it also comes down to risk tolerance. If you're not a risky player and you'd be very upset drafting him and missing him for a month, don't draft him. There's still really good players in that range, but I would draft him in the mid second round. So that'll do it for this one. That is all the news you need to know, all the injury-related news you need to know. If you want to see my rankings to help you out this weekend, you can see that on my website, thefantasyfootballadvice.com. And if you want those for free, all you got to do is sign up for your first underdog account today using promo code FFA. Do that. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. And then the following morning, do not do this if you need access to the rankings that day, but the following morning, I'll email you login information to the website, and you can use that to see the rankings, all my must-draft players, and then all my underdog content all season long. That, my friends, is the end of this one. Hope you all did enjoy. If you did, hop on the like button, and hop on the subscribe to the channel if you're new here. Thanks for watching.